Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley and this is Metaphysics, a view through the veil. Today we're going to explore the broad expanse of shamanism with Karina Carinosa, a Panama-trained shaman and author of Enlighten the Fuck Up. She will, transfer, she will transfer the spiritual supermarket, demystifying the science of spirituality and human psychology. Karina makes sense of illnesses and how to heal them energetically, nutritionally, combining plant medicines and psychology. We'll discuss cultural nuances and actionable health solutions for over 650 different diseases. We'll also get to listen to some of the weirdest true stories from around the world. <laughs> we, might, we might need segment one, two, and three. Let's see how much we can pack in today. <laughs> okay, great, great. Um, tell me, I'm going to turn it right over to you and, and tell me how you got to Panama and how this all happened. Well, you know, uh, thank you. For that beautiful introduction. So we, you said that you specifically wanted us to talk about shamanism and powerful energetic medicines and how that can help us. And, uh, you know, what happened to me is that I saw the second tower fall on 9-11 and I called bullshit on all that. And I knew that it was time to get the fuck out of Dodge. And so I just really prayed real hard to God, get me out of here and put me in a place where it's a land of abundance and opportunity like we all dreamed of. And so, you know, basically the point is that everybody wants to be happy, but fulfillment is a treasure that is not easily awarded. And so I found myself being sick by the American sad diet. I got up to 315 pounds and it just became impossible to get ahead or chase that American dream. So I said, God, get me out of here. And I met a Panamanian and location, location, location. So it was really a matter of life or death. It was, do you get busy living or do you get busy dying? And then, you know, I was pre-diabetic, of course, at that point. And I was just, you know, trying to self-medicate like everybody else was or matching my boy beer for beer, you know, or just being an American where you go out on the weekend and you drink too much and you eat a big meal at the end of the night. And, I, and so when I came back from having, I was over there for eight years. And when I came back, it was time, you know, I did this really strong acid trip and God said, you need to go home and forgive your mom and help your parents get old. And I was like, but I'm living in absolute paradise. I got six pools. I'm on the beach. I, I mean, I was well, living, you know, that's I, what I want to hear a little <laughs> bit about, about Panama and how you got to Panama. It sounds like there was a guy involved, but how did you get your teacher and how did you start on that journey? Oh, well, you know, like I say, I had to heal myself. And um, you know, I got to the point one day where I was too big to wipe my own ass. And I said, <laughs> well, we got to change something, don't we? And, uh, you know, <laughs> in Panama, we don't have air conditioners, so you're hot all the time. I was taking five showers a day. And I just decided that I had to quit, quit eating anything white. You know, I came to understand that inflammation was making my brains messed up and making me an angry person even more so. So, I mean, I've we got, we got rid of everything and hopped on a plane and the house that we landed in happened to be right down the block from the grocery store, which had a big open market. All the vegetables were sold outside by farmers, you know? And so that was a really beautiful opportunity for me to say no more beer, no more white and uh, you know, no more cookie sugar. And then just right down the road was all of this beautiful organic food. And so they take the time for you even to make the juices and everything. So that's what's so beautiful in the difference in the cultural lifestyle is that you can go to work every day and find a lemonade and a fresh orange juice made with cane sugar, which cures your liver. And you can get a, a caldo, you know, you can get a chicken soup, which is good for the soul. And I can tell you all kinds of nutritional information on why that is. So I had to learn how to make money work for me. So I started working in the financial sector. I'm a privacy trustee. I know how to do asset protection. I understand how like the Trump's and the, and the Clinton's financial shit works, you know? So that's why I'm at the point now as an all-face ordained minister 
Um, and we have a nonprofit public charity, but we are about to build the All Our One Freedom Assembly, which will be the first that I know of psychedelic crypto church. And so our attorney uh, is somebody who is helping to seed these kinds of organizations locally so that you can have more access to the shamanism without having to have that passport. And I feel like, like Spirit was really guiding me to understand how the new world order is pushing us forward to limit us. And then how are we going to get these medicines to you? And, you know, some people have trouble with this notion of cultural appropriation, but what I wanted everybody to understand is that the medicine is going to do what it can to get to you in whatever way. So here we are. What What is cultural appropriation? So it's this notion that, you know, some people might take offense. A lot of people try to take offense to this word of calling yourself a shaman if you're a white person. And a lot of it has to come down to is like the first time you reach enlightenment and you let go of your ego, you can also and you realize the God eternal within your body. Now you might start thinking you're a you're a priest and you've only got 40 days of sobriety in. you've only got you've only got 30 days of not eating meat but then that's how much energy energy you're able to retain so shamanism really is an important aspect that you understand there has to be a long-term training involved and when we talk about what it takes in panama or peru they want you to really sit down for a long time with your maestro so in terms of my, my masters, you know, I've got a, a lot of different teachers. I could, I could name six or seven. My first one though, after I became a widow, see, he was a drug addict. And then when, your, when all the shit husband. went out, yeah, my ex. Yeah. yeah. And so when he, you know, fucked up for the last time and I told him I couldn't know him anymore, two days later, he had overdosed and he became a ghost. So this is how my process really got set into place was that I had these energies on top of me that were making me nuts. I could see dark things happening around and other people were giving me feedback reports of him physically moving shit around as a ghost, you know? So Mm -hmm. there was a lot of investigative reporting, but what really makes it a shaman or not, I think comes down to if you're born with a gift. And so in the lineages, you know, in the jungles or before we had internet, it had to do very much with the recognition of that spirit and that capacity. You know, not, not, not everybody's a psychic. I don't know about you, but I'm an empath. And I didn't understand what all of that meant at all. That wasn't a word that we knew in the 80s in Northeast Arkansas. You know what I mean? Yeah. So but what a is a run. shaman? <laughs> so let me back you up and, and ask, what is a shaman and what so, gift are you born with? So a shaman is, a shah means energy. And to be somebody who is able to recognize and identify frequency, people need to clearly understand you have an emotional guidance system and you, and, and there's the map of human consciousness. This is the science of the vibrational frequency. So the shaman is somebody who not only is able to see it, but probably feel it and hear it and use their extrasensory perceptions. And the degree of quality of how good your shaman is also depends on their experience, not only with their feelings, but managing others. And so it's a science of how do you beat the algorithm of going from pain and suffering to release and faith, enlightenment, becoming your highest ascended self, taking these oaths to be a servant. You know what I'm saying? And how and long so, does it take in training before oh, yeah. you can call well, yourself a shaman? The, okay, or so am I with saying any that kind wrong? of mastery in general, it begins with 10,000 hours. You know, if you were going to be an electrician, right? Mm-hmm. And so... I would say, well, it depends on where you are, but generally speaking, you're supposed to have at least five years of training and practice as an apprentice. And then, you know, to really call yourself a maestro, a teacher is 10 to 15 years. And then often they would want or expect you to be coming like the relative of somebody from a bloodline. So what's interesting now is that, of course, we have the the wealth and the capacity to be digital. And then now that they have the ability to have these smartphones, whether it's inside the jungle or when they go back into the city, now we have access to people who have better education, who are bilingual and trilingual. And so, for example, one of the guests that I would invite you to bring on would be Peter Gorman, who used to be the editor of High Times magazine. And uh, he went down there in the jungle and takes a lot of people down there as a guide to go do ayahuasca and such. So it's really important if you're interested in trying to connect with these various plant medicines, which we'll talk about, that you're definitely able to communicate. (laughs) And that's one of the most important contributions that I feel like I'm able to make 
is being able to speak on behalf of the young woman who does all of the artisans, but she's dependent on the traveling shaman to actually get that money back to her. And so how can we um, use our financial buying voting power to create deeper empowerment as we work on healing ourselves? So I had to take back responsibility for my nutrition. And, and I found all of that in the jungle, you know, and there's different kinds of teachers. So one of my first persons that really worked with me physically locally um, is only an energetic shaman and doesn't work with any plant medicines. My primary mentor is um, a psychic, but he lived in an ashram for 12 years celibate and working on his craft. And, he, and, and so I found him on the internet on YouTube when it first came out that he was teaching people how to do this. So anytime somebody tries to lie to you and say that you can't find this information on the internet, believe me, they're lying. Because I gave so, you the book, enlightenthefuckup.org. Yeah, and you can go to enlightenthefuckup.org and see all the resources. But, but a shaman then, because I kind of thought that you went to a shaman and they taught you everything. One person would teach you everything. Well, in the jungle, that would be historically accurate just because you didn't have access. But so you could learn from one person for a long period of time. But now, for example, in Texas, there is a group that has over 10,000, 15,000 people of the same interest. And those shaman are coming to that location every weekend to come and offer services. So you're getting the exposure now to different kinds of culture in the way that we pray. Keep going. <laughs> so I touched on um, the emotional guidance system uh, from Abraham Hicks. I'm just going to throw out a bunch of names. And then the map of human consciousness from Dr. David Hawkins. So that's an, a scale that goes from zero to a thousand. And when you're trying to learn mastery, at least how I did, was being able to say, this is the psychology of this frequency, and this is the um, mental shifts that you have to make in order to pivot yourself out of that resistance. So Dr. David Hawkins' Map of Human Consciousness has been phenomenal because it teaches you about kinesiology, that your body knows the difference between something that is life-giving or life-taking. And so just being able to shut up enough to listen, to get into that alignment, that's where we're at right now. And it's really difficult, of course, with COVID. Everybody's gone nuts. My business has gone just absolutely crazy through the roof. I can't keep up with any, almost any of the traffic. So, you know, if anybody is interested in learning more about this and, you know, you contact me, you got to get up, dress up, show up fully, completely, Let's, because there's so many people who are not able to go from, you know, their deepest, darkest fears, the stuff that they couldn't heal for themselves. And so getting over that leap can be real, real tough. Okay. And let's put in here where they can contact you too. We'll, sure, we'll say so, it again later, but let's put it so, in. So uh, the easiest would be on my, I mean, my telephone number is 512 399 4856. That's, uh, and you can find me on Google Maps, Healing with Karina, C A R I N A. Um, and then, of course, you have powerfulenergeticmedicines.com, mm -hmm. forbiddencures.org. I like to work a lot with people in cancer and, and just helping prevent disease. I work a lot with people who have brain damage, whether it's through addiction or some kind of a major accident. Um, I'm a very prophetic sexual healer. So people, who have had, you know, really serious sexual violations pop into my existence all the time because I'm able to work with people like Mother Mary or, or beings like Mother Mary to help pull that shit out. And you know? also PTSD, I think you mentioned. Yeah, complex yeah. PTSD is a massive thing. I've been suffering with that for 37 years. And going through that whole process of being able to just figure out what the fuck happened. Why do I have these daddy issues? Because nobody's telling me the truth. You know what I mean? Being mm -hmm. able to read between the lines. I think that's why I had to become a shaman. Because, no, you know, it's like, where's the, what's the truth between all that double speak? And uh, <laughs> how did you learn that? How did you learn the truth? Did you go internal? Did a psychic tell you? How did you learn the truth to be able to? Well, it feels like peace as opposed to confusion, you know, and people say love hurts. That's not love. That's attachment and, and a lack of acceptance for what is. And uh, yeah, being able to hush your mind also requires deep nutrition. So I would really say that the first times I felt deeply grounded were with my feet on the beach, eating a mango in the sun, you know, it's like this whole vitamin great. Beach thing is real. <laughs> and so learning about what that frequency is and human resonance frequency from the earth and just understanding that you have to eat the sun 
or eat things that eat the sun. And you have to have your feet on the ground in order to feel grounded. And uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely have done plenty of if, stuff. If you were going to teach someone to become a shaman, the first thing you'd do would be to clean them up nutritionally? The first thing we do is teach you how to pray and connect to the most high God. So you call out to prime source creator and the the organic father, mother, God. And, you know, you're setting that deep intention that you want to be a good student because becoming a shaman is not easy. There's different levels of self-mastery. But when you start saying that you want to do this on behalf of other people, (laughs) that's a whole other ballgame of shit. I mean, I really have taken on uh, quite a lot. And during COVID, hell, there's so many demons to be exercised and I'm not getting paid for any of that. So you have to really really think about what you're asking for. If I came to you with COVID. I have 60 treatments for that right now. Uh, So it's called SAPO. Sapo means frog in Spanish. It is a tree frog from the Amazon. The process, we call it combo, K-A-M-B-O. It cured COVID in three applications in three days. And I was mentioning to you, Peter Gorman, he's the white guy who brought that awareness to, you know, the, the, the Western world. And I have a stick of it right there from himself. But uh, yeah, so I have in my custody. And then of course you have colloidal silver. So I was telling you, we were going to talk about how do you cure 650 different diseases, including the plague. And we've got colloidal silver, thieves oil. You can put that all up into a little spray bottle. Thieves oil is a combination of five essential oils. All of them, you know, eucalyptus, clove, peppermint, et cetera. You know, so this is just a matter of why is an essential oil so essential? And it's because the sacred geometry from these plants gives you a vibrational frequency to protect your auric bubble. And so many people, when they curse themselves or others or have unforgiveness, you put Swiss cheese in your auric field. And so this, you rub your body down with, you bathe in salt in order to get that energetic frequency to be able to move. We rattle all over it. We do a lot of drumming with the drum circle. I sing so that it's reverberating out through your body. You know, and, and that's so, vibrational. So that's vibrational. Yeah, it's all vibrational medicine. medicine. And so just be, you know, if you go to enlightenfuckup.org, you'll see all of the hyperlinks to everything that I referenced. And you can just throw it like a tarot card and just see where you land. Because some of my favorite documentaries to show people are The Pharmacratic Inquisition and Fantastic Fungi. So Fantastic Fungi is from Paul Stamets. You might be aware of Terrence McKenna and Ram Dass and Timothy Leary. Well, Paul is the new mushroom guy. And the the world of how important these medicines are. Huh? Paul Stamets, yeah. Yeah. So he teaches you how all of these different medicinal mushrooms work that have no psychedelic anything, but they're just magic in and of themselves at how they're able to support your body. So when that documentary came out, I'd already been working as a mycologist for two and a half years doing that, just that same thing, getting access to all these different powders. You should see my apothecary. I have like $4,000 worth of exotic fruit powder in here. So like, for example, you can cure cancer with guanabana fruit, and a couple of other kinds of special berries. I have a powder of this berry from Australia that cost me $75 a cup, man. But (laughs) you're not going to have to go. You can keep your hair, you know? It's like, if you could go have a guanabana fruit drink while you're walking the park, what is that that fruit though, guanabana? Are you familiar with Noni? Have you heard of that one yet? No, I don't know. Okay, so... I wish I could show you a picture. Ladies and gentlemen, Noni, N-O-N-I. Oh, Noni. What, yeah, okay, go ahead. Soursop fruit. It's also called, yeah, jackfruit. You see that more in the store more mm-hmm. often. And so it, the soursop is a misnomer because it's delicious and sweet and oh my God. And you can have a you can have a milkshake of that every day and defeat your cancer along with having a clove of garlic and a lime and your colloidal silver. So the pharmaceutical industry in the, in the United States will not allow you to know how powerful and potent it is, but that's why these are precious metals. In Ayurveda, they drink from copper. You know, your Moscow mule is supposed to be in an actual copper instead of what you get in the bar. Sometimes it'll just be like, you know, rent in tin on the middle. You know, that's supposed to be there to help support you. And what people don't get is that if you're drinking out of a soda pop can, you're going to be putting heavy metals up in your brain. So we have solutions to combat the dementia and the brain fog and the Alzheimer's and all that just by decalcifying your body. 
So definitely part of shamanism, I believe, is very important that you have to be able to detox. And so learning how to work with all these different kinds of plant medicines to either put inside of your body and kill off the parasites. Hey, I said parasites. Nobody in America is talking about that. You want to cure COVID? You need to go get some ivermectin, which is a dog parasite dewormer from Walmart. Forty dollars. Actually, I mean, I've really. heard that. <laughs> yeah. I've got the, I've got the zinc oxide and all that stuff right here. You can buy zinc oxide for $15 on Amazon. If somebody called you about COVID, would you, well, would you psychically look at them first or would you just say, here's the recipe? Well, I mean, if they paid me for it, I don't like going into people's auric bodies without permission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, tend I, to think, I tend to think that the spirit knows what you're doing. If they don't want you in, it'll block you. You know, yeah, I mean, body's I permission. That. Yeah. That's my yeah, yeah, I mean, too, but Definitely. I'm very concerned for people who are trying to take, it's not a vaccine. It's uh, the science from the real doctors and all the geopolitics around that. That's part of the reason why I became a shaman. I mean, really, it comes down to be a curundero, to be a curer, a medicine woman. And that was all just about me insisting not to let Big Pharma take advantage of me the rest of my life. I mean, I would have been dead multiple times before without colloidal silver in the first place. Doesn't colloidal silver um, build up inside of you, though? Uh, You know, silver, anything builds up inside of you. If you overdo it, especially, but especially all of the, like, I mean, you could have a Red Bull monster drink and stuff like that and talk about accumulation. So Isn't what's that the guy, the, the blue man, the guy turned blue from taking in so much? That's makes me want to flip people off when they talk to me about that shit. <laughs> Are you not smarter than that guy? Feel free. <laughs> I mean, it's like talking about fucking Tide Pods. I don't even appreciate it. Now, the appropriate amount, if you're not sick, is to have like one sip in the morning and then one sip at night after you've gone out or something for me as a smoker, I need to have probably three sips a day. Uh, if you're drinking alcohol, you probably need to have a quarter of a cup of it per day. If you are trying to come off of stage four cancer, you're supposed to have a half a cup for uh, four times a day for, for three to six months to kill off all the cancer stem cells. But you also have to quit having sugar and doing other things that inflame the whole situation. But yeah. Okay. You know what? I really want to get into this, but we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when yeah, we yeah. come back, <laughs> I want to ask you things like, why do people get cancer? You know, what's going oh, off yeah, balance? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really so we'll go take it's a break. It's all about your emotions. It's all placebo. <laughs> yeah, and we'll, and we'll be right back to talk about some of the bases, the bases yeah, for these you. illnesses. You guys enjoy this commercial break. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. One thing's for certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What's the difference between leaders who achieve exceptional results with ease and those who struggle to keep up? Tune in for Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. You'll discover the simple practices that are making the biggest difference to a leader's success today. You'll meet leaders who are bringing out the best in their teams. You'll gain practical strategies to lead yourself and others to high performance with ease. Leading on Purpose airs live Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi. <laughs> Hi, yeah, we're back. Yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, good. We brought our own music. Not only is Karina Carinosa a Panama-trained shaman and author of Enlighten the Fuck Up, she's a great singer. You did sound great. Your voice is beautiful. And she's going to, she's talking to us about shamanism and all the different aspects of it. And, um, we were just talking about why does your body go off into illness? What, what? Yeah. Well, you know, that's all, that's all plus, that's all placebo. Sometimes it's a thing that we, it's, it's what we do to learn some kind of a lesson. We have core lessons that we come here to learn and work on. And some, you know, usually it's a lot of unforgiveness or not being able to accept responsibility for the consequences of your actions and just holding on to things. And so, you know, trauma, the unfortunate part about trauma is that it can be a tiny little stick stuck in your craw. But if you hold and focus on that, the energy, and that's what complex PTSD is, is that it's just this thing that's stuck in your gears that constantly vibrates there. And so in metaphysical medicine, I don't know about you, but I'm always removing cords, bonds, hooks, attachments, mm-hmm. chips. That's part of what happens is right. we, just, uh, we just have all this suffering going on around us because we perpetuate violence against ourselves and others by not eating karma-less food. So it's important to remember that the fruit of the tree gives willingly as opposed to the death that you might be consuming. And when you're trying to get into your light body and enlighten the fuck up, you've got to slough off and make, you have to get rid of these things that don't serve. And so there's a whole lot of stuff that tries to impede us, you know, like the smoking addiction frequency is having you put this thing here so that you can feel more empowered because you're weak when this is kind of representing, it's either a grounding of putting your hand to your face or it's because you feel disempowered, energetically castrated. And so this is your big dick. That was the original marketing with Philip Morris in the 1920s, is that they were just trying to market to your sense of wanting to be the big dick in the house, right? And so I find myself all the time stomping on some Texas size egos from some men who are out of balance because shit's just like, good God. And the amount of betrayal that you might experience, of course, that's going to go somewhere in your body. So like for myself, I told you I had to go home and, and forgive my mom and all this stuff. And so. Um, okay. Wait a minute. Before you do that, why did yeah. you leave it all? Why? Uh, because 9-11 fucked it all up. I mean, no, I but I mean, no justice working, after, for, working as a regular person. Yeah. When you were in Panama, though, it sounds to me like you were in oh, paradise. Why phenomenal. leave? I can't wait to get back. I'm marrying a oh, Panamanian yeah? in November, my best friend. Like, yeah, we're going to. But we're also trying to move <laughs> off to Hawaii because people don't have passports now. And so you can go to Hawaii and quarantine for, for two weeks. So we're building a package. You can go to spiritualevolutionschool.com for $111. You're going to get all of my digital materials, all of my CDs and lectures and guided meditations and stuff. And in that membership, when you fill out the terms of service and you signed off that you understand how we pray, then you're going to get your experience points. And if you pay just another 111 per month, you're going to be able to get yourself a week or two vacation over there in Hawaii. So we're building it out to make the Hawaii nature retreat. And you guys, we can go out there anytime we want. You're just going to have to quarantine for two weeks. I mean, who wouldn't want to quarantine with me in Maui? Come on. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, so, and that's the cool thing too, is that we've, we're, I'm just uh, applied for an ambassadorship with a company that is working directly with the jungles and helping the people in those communities be able to have this digital money access. Right. And so, We're able to, like I say, for example, if you wanted to go to Panama, I was the Panama insider. I know how to do the financial logistics and I know how to do all of the uh, getting your run around, you know, and we can learn Spanish there, right? Yeah. Well, so I sing. So the same part of your brain that can sing, that can mimic sound, it can also learn another language really easy. So I wasn't afraid of that, but I married a really uh, very well educated in English and Spanish person. And so we practiced that a lot. So yeah, it was really cool. He was my guide 
And, you know, we just made that dream that we wanted to go run around. So this was back in the day before the internet really popped off. And I was the first person to write the words Panama and ayahuasca on the internet. So I helped seed the first ayahuasca church over um, about an hour and a half outside of the city. So we can go and, you know, do cultural exchange, learn about the real invasion of Panama instead of the liberation of Panama so that you can understand the geopolitics and how that's changed now that China is the one with the money and Panama is no longer our mistress. But um, so, yeah, you can go an hour and a half outside of Panama City and this place will host various different shamans. They have about four or five that they love the most. But because of that, You know, a a young man from Spain saw that article, contacted him, knew all of the songs. So we were talking about the different kinds of shamanism, the different kinds of ways we pray. So there's a lot of different kinds of medicines. Right. And in Brazil, they they use what's called Santo Daime. Santo Daime is the same kind of concept as ayahuasca, but it's a little bit watered down and it looks a little bit more Catholic. It looks a little bit more like a regular church where people show up in white outfits um, where and where in seated in seats inside of a building, they're taking a sacrament as you would like the blood of Christ, but they're not going to freak out quite as hard as we would over in the jungle with our feet on the dirt underneath the moon and stars. And so, uh, it depends on what kind of medicine journey experience that person wants you to have. I personally don't go to some of these bigger events that are hosted in the United States. Because they're just so large, I, as an empath, am very uncomfortable. So I prefer my stuff one-on-one. And, you know, if somebody wants to get a hold of me and say, hey, I want this, you know, OG Spanish person here. Can you give me his number? Yeah, I can do that. Or if somebody wants to come to my facilities in Austin, you can come get a one-on-one experience. We have that facility here. And so what kinds of medicines we serve? I would say an ayahuasquero, somebody serving the plant vine medicine from the jungle needs to be somebody definitely from there with those worlds of experience. I think from mushrooms perspective, you can be pretty much from anywhere as long as you are an enlightened person and you're able to transmute your fears. Because if you're going to reach the dark night of the soul with other people, then you need to really know how to do that transmutational work. You have to have done it very deeply for yourself. So, you know, I don't care what color you are if you've done that, you know? And so you were asking me, well, how would they go ahead and teach a white person anyhow? They couldn't not do it, (laughs) you know, because, because I needed it. And then every time I would go and and talk to somebody, they'd be like, Ooh, who are your guys? Oh, and I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, and when I was going to do my Reiki certification, uh, the first class or no, before I even had a class, I was going to go meet the lady and have her do my work on me and check me out. And uh, she was late. I was psychically connected to her 10 minutes before she arrived. And she felt me the whole time. And this is somebody who didn't even know about telepathic distance Reiki as being a possibility, you know, so I kind of tend to impress people. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of um, doing work and remotely, you can work remotely as well. Oh, yeah. You know, nobody yeah, has to come preparing to me for this forever. And, you know, the way that really turned out is that I was just home alone on the side of a mountain as a widow, fresh, needing to cry out and understand some shit. And so I went on the internet, found a mentor, uh, and then I was able to manifest a mentor from Asheville coming to stay in my house, mm-hmm. uh, do a couch surfing, if you know what that is, when we invite people to come and do cultural exchange. And then he stayed there locally and worked on me for a real long time. So being able to find people is easy now. I put it in, uh, in the book, enlightenthefuckup.org. Just go and see who you like. You know, so there's documentaries or there's the this particular clip that you needed to see. People nowadays just really need to understand basic concepts like control dramas and what's your love language and the map of human consciousness. And the thing is, is that map of human consciousness looks exactly the same as your emotional guidance system, because this is science. And it what looks is like the a rainbow. map of human consciousness? Big it's an arbitrary scale that helps you understand the psychology of what's happening with these moods and ha- and where it resonates inside the body. So we were talking about disease. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the unforgiveness that I felt from my mom for not feeling deeply nourished was causing cancer in my boobs. Mm-hmm. It was exacerbated by the fact that I was not putting my cell phone on my ear, but I was putting it on my chest to talk. So the unforgiveness that I felt for having to want to hurt my brother and see him dead as opposed to be abused by him was racking up in my breast for the lack of nourishment. And then come to find out I wasn't breastfed. 
you know? So my, my need to be cuddled while that's my love language of being touched and held is because of that place of lack, right? So if you can go ahead and recognize that in yourself, now I just hug myself all the time when I'm in a trauma response, you know, so it can be as simple as that. But if we go ahead and add some mushrooms on top, well, then you need somebody like me to tell you this is the dose based on your psychology. And this is how you're going to make sure that your nutrition stays right. So you can have the full experience. And then I have to train you how to say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Or I have to teach you and make sure that you're going to put your body on the ground so that your hands and feet and forehead are giving it to the mother and asking for that redemption to come through. So if you're not good at holding space for yourself, I'm not inviting anybody to do any of these medicines by themselves. But there's a whole lot of people who have learned how to do that because they just had no other option at some point. They just had to do it. And so, for example, you know, the Bufo medicine. Have you heard about DMT? Mm. So DMT is a spirit molecule. We all carry it within us. And it especially pops off at birth and death. And it's kind of like helping us be able to reconnect into spirit, you know, like plugging your your toaster into the socket, you know. So the spirit molecule is really good at helping ground you from your neurosis and the ego, the the lack of peace and the confusion, right? But now we know it's about physical. DMT, it's you smoke it. Yeah, I mean, but it's also in food and stuff. So no. every plant has it. Okay, so that we can smoke, or where well, there's now access to Bufo, which is DMT with an oxygen molecule. It's called 5-MeO. And this is called the God molecule. So people who are familiar with DMT, for example, the problem is, is that you can't really blast out all the way because you have to huff and puff on it. And it's, you just kind of can't get into the groove. But being that the 5-MeO, Bufo, which means toad, it comes from a frog in the Sonoran Desert. Bufo is so much stronger. It's like three to five times stronger. So one big puff and hold it for seven seconds and you're going to be blasted out straight shot to the heart of God. So all of these people who are suffering with major pain and, you know, whether that was physical or emotional and a mental or major addictions, I can't tell everybody to go and try this stuff. You might not be emotionally ready, but if in the right hands, you know, if you've been doing a bit of a diet, you know, now we can go ahead and trust that you're going to have a smooth transition and you're going to get 30 years of therapy in an hour and a half. So I'm impatient. I like to, I like to help people get through shit real quick. And unfortunately that looks like these days of, you know, most people will be with me from four to 12 hours, four, eight, 12 hours to unpack a thing and go through an experience. And that's also the kind of time frame I like for my medicine to work in. Mm-hmm. Is it a pleasant experience or not a pleasant experience? Or yeah, does it, it change? can be. My personal favorite medicine to, to take and serve is ketamine. And it's a disassociative hallucinogenic tranquilizer. They serve it in, uh, in emergency rooms <clears throat> as an anesthesia. And that can be very, very pleasant when done properly with the right shamanic music and everything's puffy and, and calm because it's like it takes the... You remember that song or that musical? I'm going to wash that man right out. Oh, yeah, I do. Actually, it helps you to open that stuff out. Take the nut out of your brain, open it up, wash it off, baptize yourself. And then you turn into like brownie batter until it bakes up. And then poof. All right. You feel fluffy and you can like not feel totally traumatized by that shit. So I love doing it, especially (laughs) when I'm having a really rough time. But it has consequences. And so, you know. You have to have somebody, a guide who can tell you how to take this medicine so that you can still show up for work the next day. I mean, the biggest reluctance that I get from people is them saying, I'm going to lose my job. And then people freaking out and tell me they get randomly drug tested every two weeks. And I'm like, honey, your, your company is not testing you for cordyceps and ashwagandha. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> now, there are people called psychedelic sitters. Yeah. Yeah. Trip sitters. Mm hmm. Yeah. And so we call those fluffers. Okay, okay. So in the Burning Man community, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Burning Man is a massive event and it's really important to make sure that people stay hydrated. It was all fine in Texas until somebody died from dehydration at a massive party. And why did that happen? Because the uh, Patriot Act prevented us from being able to have nurses on site because it would legally hold us liable for the actions of our patrons. And so that was a whole big coup. 
And so my kind of people have become bastardized, but it's fairly super, super important. I mean, we're right there to make sure that you've got water. I'm there to make sure ahead of time that we gave you green tea or that we uh, blended up that watermelon so that you had organic fruit and berry and your oatmeal is right there ready. You know, for example, there's a medicine called Ibogaine, switching gears. People who are suffering with pain and then who have uh, opioid addiction or then they've turned to heroin because of this pains, you know, a lot of that can be psychological. It could happen because a man's son died and he blamed himself or he could never forgive himself for something. And that person becomes an alcoholic or then the pain of all of that inflammation then causes you to get into this other shit. Well, Ibogaine is a root from a bush in Africa that has so many alkaloids, I believe 52 different alkaloids that will absolutely wash clean all of your trauma in the course of about 12 to 36 hours. But you're going to be pretty incapacitated because it makes you super dizzy because it's doing everything to your brain and DNA. So your trip sitter has to be somebody who is strong enough to get you to the bathroom, has to be somebody who is calm enough to help you fluff off these energies. And they have to be, you know, able to handle an emergency. So, for example, when I did this medicine, a full flood dose, they would say, my full flood dose amount was different than somebody else's based on my weight. And I had to confer with the woman, the, the white woman in Africa who speaks the languages who would tell us, okay, based on your body size, this is what your dose is. Okay. So, I took my amount uh, in portion. And I didn't know after, it was eight years after my husband's death, but I was still holding on to some kind of a big energy that had to release up out of me, you know? So I was the one who knew to open the door and get it out. And then I was the one who had a big old turkey basting pan so that I could just roll off the bed and puke, you know? But it was he, my sitter, who was helping me when I couldn't hold any water down. So the tip, the trip sitter tip of the day is that uh, if somebody's having a dehydration event where they can't hold something down, you want to get them water, preferably with some ginger powder and have them take a sip, one sip every two minutes. And the goal is that within that first hour, you want them to, to have drank eight to 16 ounces, just sip by sip every two minutes. Yeah. So that's how you can prevent from killing somebody. <laughs> and if you got an EpiPen laying around, you should learn how to use it. You know, I definitely recommend if somebody wants to be a trip sitter, they need to know how to do CPR and they need to have, I mean, the best trip sitters sometimes are people who have gone through the worst kinds of trauma, not only because they can relate, but because their, uh, their nervous system is acclimated to that level of stress. So I actually have a lot of patients. A lot of my clients work in EMS and frontline physicians and ER doctors. I, I have surgeons. I have a lot of uh, veterans, for example. So trust me, even though we're, I'm talking to you about, you know, acid and ecstasy and, and, and Molly and all this kind of stuff, I'm still saying these are safe for work. <laughs> but you got to take enough time off. And then that's why I focus on uh, microdoses. Spirit's been trying to teach me about essence, you know, since I'm psychic. I'm not trying to let people go down I mean, why party hard when you can party fluffy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what if they go through it one time? What if, what? if, if <clears throat> somebody goes through an experience like this one time, you know, and the medicine is per their what they need, mm-hmm. how are they after? Is it like an immediate well, you thing? Can, or? You, can, you can see uh, <clears throat> some, if you go visit me on Google Maps, Healing with Karina, C-A-R-I-N-A, you're going to see the testimonials there that people just feel like it was the most authentic spiritual experience. They feel lighter. That's why it's all about enlightening the fuck up so that you can be inhabiting your spirit body and your soul can inhabit your body again. Uh, when they first get off my table, often, well, before they can get off my table, they're very astral feeling. It's the biggest their aura has ever been. And so I try to really pack them back down into their body, but you feel like you're walking on a cloud emotionally because you've let go of those baggages and those other frequencies. How long that lasts depends a lot on the person and their diet. Um, but I also like to treat things with microdose nutrition. And so, like I told you, I have the dopamine gut microbiome and the neurogenesis brain damage repair and the Excel formula. And I also make a um, morning coffee elixir that either goes in your coffee or your hot chocolate or your tea. And that just has such a nutritional profile available for your body and brains to function that you're just able to feel homeostasis. So, you know, I have a lot of people who will buy 
say, if they're going to start a new process with me and they know they've got some real shit to work on, uh, they might begin by taking, like you were going to do, getting, uh, here's a two-week or a four-week program worth of nutrition Mm -hmm. and see how you're doing. Here's some microdosing. Here's what you would do to have one big, good, decent trip for yourself that wouldn't be too much for you by yourself. Um, I personally, my personal preference is to work with people online and energetically to start out doing a chakra balancing, to do your counseling on how to repair your nutrition. Because I'm not trying to change up your whole life, but you Mm -hmm. need to have supplementation if you're going to have optimal health, you know? And then, so let's say if somebody has been um, traumatized many times in their lives, and, and then they go through this experience and they let it go is there a habit or a pattern they go back to or is it really gone well absolutely that's the most important thing you got to fight is your beliefs which are beliefs are just thoughts that you keep thinking so being able to turn off things and nurture yourself to speak to yourself a different way is the most important part for lasting health is you've got to stop talking to yourself that way and this requires people to sit down and take the time to educate themselves you have to you know the psychosis inside of you needs to be written down and out and burned and sacrificed and upgraded, you know, so I teach you in the book, the surrender ceremony, which is all about writing out those ugly little words and then burning them, thinking the higher thought, you know, so if you write down something deep inside that says, I'm ugly and I want to kill my parents, you know, then you can look at it written in your own handwriting and kiss it up, you know, pivot that thought up. So, Obviously, if you're still living with the same people who created the shit situation, you're going to have to seek uh, higher power. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously, people want to do that. If people come to me and it's the first time they've given a confession, maybe ever, or the, it, people tell me that, you know, their deepest, darkest, darkest secret that nobody else knows. Or, you know, once you let go of that, it could be that you really need to go ahead and keep on screaming in an angry room for a little while. So it's important to make sure that you don't drop yourself in uh, to such a totally different reality that you're not going to go back to any of it. you got to start right. making tweaks. So you work with people before the medicine, then after the medicine? Yeah, you got to. I mean, if, for, example, for example, if it's mushrooms, the mushroom medicine does not like alcohol. It does not like uh, animal. And so if you, having meat and cheese and milk in your system at the time you're trying to trip, I know stories of a girl who was on acid, high quality LSD, and she took a sip of cow milk and felt electrocuted and had a seizure. I said, you felt that cow getting stung. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? That's a horrible thing. It's a fucked up feeling. And so like, the, I remember this one trip I did not too long ago, and I know that my body told me I want to have raw live fruit oatmeal, raw nuts. And after my trip, I I didn't have anything. I just went into my freezer and I got some fucking scallops wrapped in bacon. That mortified me. My body was like, traitor, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Traitor, how dare you? We just told you what the fuck. And it was like, you know, so it depends on how easy you are to heal versus how hard headed. Most people are too too crazy to listen. They just yell over each other. Mm. How long does it take uh, the average person to really heal? Can it be? I mean, it depends on what you're doing. It depends on what you're doing. So, for example, I'll just say that when somebody knows me and knows that they have the potential to receive an enlightenment integration from me, uh, the the more somebody has, if somebody has witnessed me do one, now everybody in the room wants it. You know, so how long that takes can be anywhere from ten minutes to thirty to open up your chakra system and and adjust your toroidal field into its highest space where you've taken the oath and commitment to be your highest ascended self and you have you feel the faith deeply you know as above so below that can take 10 minutes it can take 30 um, when people are knowing about me and open and receptive, they come in for a session that can take anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half to be in the psychic healing, psychic surgery thing. Um, and then afterwards, we need to talk and unpack your emotions for about another hour and tell you what kind of supplemental medicine to move forward with. You know, so that's a three hour session. I am often with people 
if we're going to do like a ketamine psychoassisted therapy uh, or even mushrooms, that can be anywhere from about four and a half hours up to eight or 12. I often will get hired for overnight sessions. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm charging from 1500 to 2000 for that. And we only have a couple minutes. uh, We only have two minutes. I want to make sure that you can, so people know where to get you, but I also want to know, do you ever do a session online that people can see? Oh, that has never been recorded. But we should absolutely sign up and look into it. So if you go to spiritualevolutionschool.com, you're going to see that $111 offer. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can call me. Again, my phone number is 512-399-4856. Find me on Google Maps, Healing with Karina, C-A-R-I-N-A, forbiddencures.org, enlightenthefuckup.org. And yeah. And the Mad Hatter, right? Oh, yeah. I'm doing <laughs> events now my, for my elixir. So, madhatterteaparties.com. That's what we're working up right now. We got is some fun stuff. Is that your place now or is that somewhere well, else? Well, I'm looking for different locations. We're going to do that at a couple of hookah lounges. And then there's a, like a little temple downtown in 6th Street. So, we're going to have it be a non-alcoholic edibles Mm-hmm. And uh, letting people do the taste testing on all of our magic teas and elixirs. Yeah. So I'm getting ready to try to bring that to market. And then you guys are welcome to order that stuff with me. Call. We'll do it. We'll do It's $200 for an assessment. And, uh, you know, for around three or 400, you're going to leave really happy and full of confidence with a nutritional plan that's going to support your body. Okay. Hey, listen, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. it the wealth of information is amazing. Yeah, and, and I've, Definitely want to follow up and see where you go to from here and about the Hawaii trip as well. That's oh, yeah, yeah. If you want to do Hawaii, just give me a call, you know. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds good. You know, and I'd like to thank our audience for being here and, and you know, meet visiting with Karina. And um, thanks to Paul Lane for making the hookup. Oh, that's true. And thanks for Paul. He was, you know, a great guy to know. We both know him and he introduced What's his show us. called again? Uh, you know, I don't know. K-U-S-A, I think, or K-U-A. Save you. He's going he's gonna to kill me now for this. Uh, I save you. I remember Paul. Yeah. But we, we got <laughs> to jump because we're going to get cut <laughs> off in a minute. And again, um, if you missed anything from Karina, you can get hold of me at uh, uh, viewthroughtheveil at gmail.com or viewthroughthemail.com. And I certainly, her information is on my website as well. But yeah, you can find for- me at admin at PowerfulEnergeticMedicines.com. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.